boy. All right, take it away. Uh, so uh, we're here in the advertising uh, booth. What? What aspect of our of hey our man, we gotta, to we gotta get the word out. We're an adventuring company. Four guys, ventures, and vibes. We're here to vibe, help you with any quests that you may have. Uh, yeah. Fox, what was that other thing? Hey, hey, you there? Yes, you. Listening to this advertisement, are you having issues with insert problem here? Do you no, require no, uh, assistance Fox, with Fox, you don't read that problem. part. You don't it's read that part word for word. You, that's just a template. You just oh, you yeah. fill that in with what we do. You give them sure? a problem because like falling yes. a mile off a cliff, you know? It's even like bracketed and bolded. No, so I yes, assume I have that, to read it in an extra deep voice. No, no. You, you, you can read that in an extra deep voice, but you replace it with something that we actually do. Oh, okay. <clears throat> hey, you there. Listening to this advertisement. Do you require telling two truths and a lie to an immortal serpent god living under the ground? Perhaps you're in trouble with an untold mafia. <laughs> well, don't worry. We're here to help you with all your problems, except for the ones that we legally cannot take care of. Um, well... Those are problems that we've specifically encountered. Um, I, I'm not sure if they're problems that we can solve for other people necessarily. Cause Wait, are you saying other people don't have the same problems that we do? Not always. I, I, I envisioned Four Guys Adventures and Vibes as being uh, a business that helps other people. Like, you remember when we looked on the notice boards and we found problems that it felt like fell into our skill sets hey, and uh... solved them for those people. The guy with the weird recording machine. This you're gonna edit all this part out, right? Hey, it's it's all rolling, man. You gotta get it on the first take. You got you can do another take though if you don't like it. Uh, but, yeah, let's uh, let's let's pause. Can we? Can yeah, we let's pause? just yeah, let's let's here. Yeah, I'll I'll start a new song and you guys can come in again. Okay, yeah, you ready? Okay. Uh, I'll, rolling I'll in three, this time. two, oh, okay, go. Hello. We are Four Guys Adventures and Vibes. Even though you hear three voices on this call at this moment, or you will eventually at, in this advertisement, there are four of us. We promise. At least, <laughs> at least four of us. We are here to solve any of your adventuring or monster control or uh, general town uh, superstition problems. Uh, and we are here to do that uh, for the greater good and at a low, low cost that's affordable to you. And then, uh, uh, Zoth, you can go ahead. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and if you, you have any complaints, you can take it up with the OR department. That would be Orc Relations. Is that we you? will handle any customer complaint that you have and uh, see if we can address that promptly. If you're not vibing with our service, we'll make sure to give you a nice vibe check. That's good. I think I think we nailed it. Yeah, man. You gotta great. land the plane. So if you ever need another service requiring specifically four guys and perhaps a little bit of vibes, make sure to get a hold of us somehow. We'll be riding around in our cipher truck just kind of randomly. If you run across us, get a hold of us. Coming to a town near you. Please do not physically grab onto us. Sinir, Gontus, Kotex, Awara. 
Long ago, the four ancients created a world in harmony. Then, everything changed when the chat emped magic. Only Kelnor, master of good vibes, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. Two years have passed, and four adventurers have discovered a conspiracy, a company selling magic. And although their roleplay is great, they have a lot of XP to earn before they're ready to save anyone. But I believe they can save the world. So let's do some introductions for tonight's episode of the Wing Badger Tavern. Hello, I'm Matt, and I play the character named Fox in this D&D campaign, who perchance is a rogue changeling, who may or may not be in dire straits. I am Jake. And I play Alan Woodrear, the Azamar Barbarian. And uh, I, Alan, Alan is, uh, ready, I think he's about to wake up from sleeping, so that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> I'm Trevor, I play Zofkog, the Orc Cleric, and I too uh, was exhausted last night and have woken up. This is in game, by the way, not not in real life. I'm I'm pretty well rested today. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm the Wing Badger Game Master, and I'll be running tonight's Dungeons and Dragons session in the magicless world of Urada. Well, the mostly magicless world of Urada. We got we got some magic leaking back into the world here a little bit, despite chat's best efforts. Um, and we have added a new chat command, the recap command. You can type exclamation mark recap and get a recap instead of us telling you the recap. So with that in mind, I'm going to jump right into tonight's Dungeons and Dragons session. And we're going to start with Fox. Hey, Fox, <gasps> it's been minutes or maybe months since you regained consciousness. Whoa. Your cell is pitch black. And without dark vision, you can only get a sense of the space by touch. It's cold. The walls roughly hewn, but clearly intentionally shaped into a cell. The ground and walls are grimy and slick and dressed in Caitlin daughter of Salem's royal clothes. You are lacking your grippy shoes, which make this floor pretty difficult terrain for you. Not that there's that far to go. You estimate that the rough ellipse is about 25 feet across at its widest point. Most strangely, you don't find any doors or openings or windows, like even closed doors. You don't find the edge of a door as you kind of feel around the edge of the room. Just a literal square. It's like being in a tomb. Uh, just a literal square or, I guess, sort of circular room. Uh, the one feature of the room you do come across is a small pile of bones in the corner. You can't guess at the species without looking at them, but they're too small to belong to a creature comparable to a human in size. However, it's get, it, it's getting late. It's getting past midnight, and it's freaking cold in your royal dress underground, so I'm going to need a constitution save to see how you're holding up. Bruh. Oh, wow. It landed on a surface that's actually flat and not the carpet. Um, I'm looking for my modifiers, but I got it. Oh, I have, that's right. I have no constitution modifiers. I got a 19. <laughs> a 19? That's pretty good. Um, you, despite the, the cold and the, the grime kind of soaking through 
the dress and everything you're you're doing good um you're you're not you're not feeling particularly fatigued at this point in time um despite again you're aware that it's cold it's just not hampering your ability to function yet do you have anything you want to do or try yeah can i touch the ceiling oh you know what your dwarf height so the ceiling is just out of reach but if you jump you can touch it um like a a normal you know a a five and a half foot tall or a six foot tall person could touch the ceiling easily here okay it's basically Uh, like a little egg-shaped room but like it's clearly been carved into this shape you know roughly it's not like a a naturally occurring air pocket shaped does that mean the floor is also sloped yes the floor slopes down to a center not a center but it's like a valley you know like a really gentle valley all right is there anything on the floor like whole besides the bones you find uh it's almost like a fissure like a, a little seam or a crack or something at the lowest point in that dip in the floor and it runs the whole length of the room long ways you know if this if this is an ellipse or an egg um, it runs the whole length of the room long ways and as you're kind of investigating that and poking at it and trying to figure out what what that might mean a small glowing light seems to materialize out of nothing at your feet it glows an ethereal blue white pulsing dimly between your feet and illuminating about 15 feet of the room dimly. You can now make out the carved rock texture of the wall. Um, the, the light zooms around your head once twice dizzyingly fast and then comes to rest at your feet again. Uh, are you sentient little light? As it vibrates back and forth, almost like musical notes, little tones come out of the creature. Oh, Okay, uh, for yes, go in ascending order of sound, and for no, go in a descending order of sound. Do you understand? I, that was like both, so I, I, I don't know if, if that's you talking, or... Was that a Yes? Okay, okay, okay. We're getting somewhere. Um, are are you friends with the Abolith? Oh, okay. That sounded like a panicked, like no, 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 no. Okay, good, 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 good. Because I'm not either. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you know where I am? N- no. I uh, uh, the okay. light zooms around your head a couple more times as it goes getting faster and faster and faster and faster. What does this mean? And then it flits away from you and it comes to rest by the pile of bones, which you now recognize as being approximately the right size for a small creature, you know, like a, a gnome or a halfling or something. It flits into the center of the rib cage and begins to pulse gently. Is that your corpse? Oh my, I'm talking to a ghost. Ah, okay. Um, wow. Wow, I didn't think I'd ever speak to the dead before. You know, that's that's more Zoth's cook thing. Um, uh, sorry, you probably don't know who I'm talking about. Um, Okay, okay. Do you know of a way out of here? Uh, 
Yes? Alright, we're gonna, have, we're gonna have to keep this, like, yes and no simple because I don't, I don't know your language. Uh, Josh, can I roll to try to know? Yeah, roll uh, insight. Okay. Where is my, oh, that's right. I left it down inside of the container that it fell in when I rolled that awesome 19. Right. <laughs> just to, just to celebrate the 19. I, I got a two because it didn't roll. It just hit, it hit the desk and then just. Like, I gave it a performance roll to try and help you as well, but it rolled a one. So yeah, well, you're oh. going to have to do this as, as Matt, the player. <laughs> There's okay. nothing I'm giving you in game. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, oh, right. Um, is there, besides bones, is there like anything else in the room? Like stone, little tiny pebbles or anything? No, the, the floor is pretty smooth. I mean, it's like, it's rough texture, but it's not like there's loose bits or anything like that. All right, I'm going to pull off a, a metallic bit of the princess's clothing because I'm sure there's got to be some yeah, sort sure. of clasp or something. Sure. Um, I'm going to scratch uh, an X on one side of the room and a circle on the other. I'm like, okay, this has got to be a lot more clear for me and you, okay? The circle is yes, and the X is no. Okay? Do you understand that? It flits over to the circle. Great! Okay. This way, no matter what you're talking about, you can at least give me the general idea. All right. It's, so, it floats into the middle of the two of them. And then it kind of like does a little like it, it kind of rolls over in place. Um, do you remember your your original life and or name? And it flits over to the yes. OK. Uh, OK. Um, I'm going to go ahead and write out uh, the common alphabet on the floor. OK. Um as you like scratch out the common alphabet on the floor, and it takes a little while. It's a lot of effort to like carve that into the rock with basically oh, the yeah. equivalent of a safety pin. Um, but you you get it done, and the creature is able to kind of zoom across, and it te- it spells out the name Lyra. Lyra. L y r a. You are not familiar with the name. Okay. Nice to meet you, Lyra. Um. Wow, I'm really taking this whole talking to the dead thing really well. <laughs> um, ooh, uh, is this what happens to everyone when they die? Don't answer that. Um, okay. Uh, right, focus, focus. I'm talking to a dead person. You are dead, right? You're not like in some weird in-between magical thing. Do you even know? It flits into the middle in between the two, um, like the in between the the yes and the no. Yeah, you know, I I, I figure that's probably yeah. You, you're not just because you're in that situation doesn't mean you actually know yourself. That makes sense. Um, uh, that's a stupid question. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so back to my other question. Do you know of a way out of here? It flits over to the yes, but then it also, it flits back to the middle, and then it flits back to yes, and then it flits back to the middle. Uh, so yes, 
ish, but probably not a way I can go. It flits over to no. No is in I can't go that way, or no is in that I could. Wait, sorry, that's an open-ended question. Um, am I able to exit that way? It flits over to yes, and then it flits back to the middle and flits over to yes. Am I able to exit that way alive with my body? <laughs> this is a yes. Oh, oh okay, okay. Um, is it complicated? Is it, is it, will I have to do a series of things? Or is it out of my control? When you ask if it's out of your control, it goes back over to the yes. Oh, great. Um, it, so it's like a waiting game, and I might not like it. It flips uh, over to yes again. It right. zooms around your head super duper quickly. Is somebody coming? Is somebody coming? And then it whoo, flits down into the floor and vanishes. You're left back in the darkness. But now you can hear the little creature almost as if it's humming to itself as it's going down through the, like moving through the stone, getting quieter and quieter. So the sound is like reverberating through the stone up towards you. A few moments go by. Am I, am I even sane? And then you see a glowing gold line appear along the fissure in the center of the room. You can't tell uh, exactly what's happening at first, but then the ground beneath your feet shakes, rumbles, begins to split apart, and the floor begins to just almost like earthquake open, like a fault line in the middle of the room. And it's slow enough that you can, you know, you can just step to the side and not fall through the hole, but it doesn't appear to stop splitting. Like you're pretty sure eventually the floor is just going to be gone. Um, you, looking down, you can see water, but like the room beneath you is dark and oh, unlit, no. so you can't really make out anything beyond that. Um, there's just like water, and then you can see as you look at the water, there's like a little 15 foot circle lit in kind of like dimly flickering blue light that's like in the water. Um, the ground is moving away from you. You have about 30 seconds. I'm going to add a die to the tension pool. Okay, so the room's egg shaped. So, like you're saying, the floor is basically crumbling away towards the edges of the egg. Yes. Uh, is there a fissure in the ceiling? No. Uh, how, how wide is the room? You said 25 feet at its widest, but what is its shallowest? Like 10 feet across. All right. Um, I'm going to lengthen my dwarven self. Okay. So that way I can do like reach out my hands and legs and do like the that. Yeah. As if though I'm a really tall person. Okay. Um, make an athletics check to hold yourself up. With your with your hands against the um, against the wall. Uh, return of the nineteen plus whatever modifier I have, which is probably nothing. Non nat twenty. As the floor vanishes, you gain an extra three minutes to decide what to do of holding yourself up, literally stretched across the the ten feet chasm that is now open beneath you. Um, looking down, you are able to see uh, slow moving water is what's being lit by that that blue um, kind of glow. It could be a lake. It could be a river. You can't really tell how wide it is because there's, you know, a, a down that you have to fall before you're in the open cavern space. So you can't right. see, you know, to the, the sides as much. But you are confident that the distance is about six stories. Um, even as you are like kind of glancing down, 
the light that you were looking at streaks away in the water out of sight. Um, the, the floor itself is now gone. Okay. Okay. Um, now is the whole room eventually, does it look like the whole room's eventually going to disappear? No, it's like just the floor went away. The walls are the same, you know, like that part's unchanged and the shaking has stopped. It seems that whatever is, is happening has, has happened. Like it, it seems done. Um, you also can see like now that you're kind of paused and taking a moment to look at things, you see a small gold glow from somewhere out of your view, like just the, the light kind of reflecting off the water a little bit. And then that too fades away. Okay. Um, I'm going to kind of walk down. I, I figured now that the, the whole right wall of the whole match the walls of the room. Yes. Okay, um, if I don't see any gaps or openings along the walls all the way down, I guess I'll start making the arduous task of going down without falling the best I can, because I don't know what else to do, because I, I don't want to stay in here. Okay, roll athletics. I, I knew the 19 was too good. I got a five. You make it a few feet before you basically slip you know like it's grimy and slippery on the walls and so your hands slip and you are about to fall the six stories to the water beneath you you have a couple options here if you want to fall or dive stealthily you may attempt to do so Um, it will be an acrobatics dc 15 to demonstrate enough diving skill to roll your stealth check alternatively you can just attempt to dive into the water in an attempt to lower your fall damage with an acrobatics that starts at 12 and then the higher you roll the less damage you take okay so um either way i want an acrobatics roll but if you want to roll stealth let me know and that's what we'll roll for um i would like to roll stealth okay so acrobatics check with a dc 15 all right and it is an acrobatics it is an acrobatics okay let me pull that acrobatics up. is for going down athletics is for going up <laughs> i i love that simplest approach and good thing uh i have more than a few athletics but it doesn't matter baby highs and lows today okay nat 20 all right you don't need to um so you're gonna take no damage because your dive is so good you do still need to roll stealth but with the nat 20 i'll give you no damage from your fall the stealth on the other hand uh the other end uh, of the die i've been going back and forth man that's an eight all right so you you do a great dive but you are so focused on like staying streamlined and trying not to hurt yourself as you enter the water that uh you kind of forget about stealth and at the last minute you're like oh shoot and you flail as if to get stealthy but you're too close to the water and so you end up like kicking it weird and making you know a decent splash like a mid-sized splash um it's not like it you know a, it's not like you sneezed in the middle of a dungeon but um you you know you make a little bit of noise Um, you land in thorny brambles. This body of water is overgrown with tall weeds, prickly thorns, and coarse vines that weave above and below the water like eels. The room is still pitch dark, save for that flickering blue light, which you can now see off to your left in the water. The current is slow, but steady here, pulling away from the light and the water is freezing constitution save. Jeez. This is like, 
torture. You were the one who came down here wearing a royal sundress, basically. I, I, I did not. I was kidnapped down here. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's fair. Uh... That's a five. Uh, you have one temporary level of exhaustion. When you warm up, this level of exhaustion goes away. It's not like it requires food or anything. Great. Just what I wanted. Uh, now you you find yourself in the water. Echoing around you is the sound of distantly rushing water, sounding like a small waterfall, but in your disorientation and in the pitch blackness of the cave, you can't really figure out which way it is from here. Um, what would you like to do? Um, well, seeing how the water is slow moving, but I'm hearing a small waterfall, I'd probably assume that the water is flowing towards a potential waterfall, not away from it. Yeah, I, you know, I just, water tends to flow down. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and try to get to the surface. Um, it's slow moving, right? So I, I, I don't yeah, have you to can surface it. without like, yeah, you don't need to roll to stay on the surface. If you stay in the water for like a long time, like if you're going to be in there for 10 minutes swimming around and diving, I'll make you roll athletics just to, you know, handle the, the stresses right. of swimming a lot, but you don't need to worry about like treading water or anything. Your best friend growing up was a mermaid. I'm assuming you know how to swim. Yeah, just, just a little <laughs> bit. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to surface and look around for that light. And you can now see again, the light is off to the distance. It's about 40, maybe, maybe 35 feet away, um, to your left, which is the direction that the current is like the current is pushing against that. It's kind of trying to right. pull you to the right. Um, and it does appear, you can see like a little bit of, um, of wall, like the, you know, this space to your left seems to be the end of the body of water, but you don't see any ground that you could climb up onto. I'm going to go ahead. Um, I'm going to try to... I guess brambles are coming in out and out of the water, right? Okay. I will take my time to swim between the brambles, and I'll keep my head as low as I can, um, possibly even dipping it under. Because if it's the only light in the room, I could probably still see it even when underwater, right? Yeah, you can. Um, then I'm going to try to stealthily make my way towards the light. Um you know taking my time is to not get stuck in the brambles i'm gonna roll tension to see if anything happens to you in the water okay and should i roll stealth you already rolled stuff well that was for your dive sure you can roll a new stealth can i take my dive stealth <laughs> <laughs> you did this to you <laughs> i would i i'm on dis i would disadvantage but there's no point because i rolled the worst you rolled a one i rolled a one it's i mean it's not easy to be stealthy going through brambles and like you know they're, it's frigidly they're ice cold i just fell from a great distance your your fingers and toes are getting a little numb so like you don't have the like fine motor skills that you need to like dexterously move the branches so it's it's pretty loud it's it's pretty splash splash it's pretty you know it's pretty crack crack crackle and well, you know it, it's it's a process getting there at, at by the end of this year like i'm just glad to be here you know i'm just happy to be here you make yes. it over to where the light is um now a little bit scratched up from the brambles and thorns and stuff um not like you don't take any damage but just you know they're little like right, right, surface right. scratches little and mix. stuff yeah. on your skin and stuff like that uh it looks like wash Brunello has just uh done oh. a something bless on fox oh bless you get a 1d4 from chat bless your heart yeah you you make it over to the light which very quietly does like a Wait, wait, wait. This golden light. No, this is the blue light. The golden light oh. is gone. Okay. Um Hey, um Left hand, yes. Right hand, no. You don't have to say anything right now, but just for future reference. Um 
Is this the way out you were talking about? <laughs> it goes over to the yes side. Okay, okay. Um, it flits back so that now it's right up against the wall. So it's like half in the wall. And you can now see that where um, where it is on the wall, there is a small hexagonal depression in the wall. And then there's a line, like a really thin copper line stretching up from that towards the ceiling. And it really, I mean, really quick, just like zooms up the line and you can follow it the whole way to the floor of your cell. And then it comes back down to the hexagonal depression. Okay, so this was the key to my room. Nice. Okay. Um, is this a key to anything else as well? Okay. 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 Um, is this, is this, should I get, should I be afraid of the fact that I'm in the water? Was that a yes? Uh, okay. Okay. Message taken. Um, so I'm going to see if there's, is there a ledge near where it was, where that key indentation was? I mean, there's stuff you can hold on to so that you're not treading water, but you are still, um, like you'd still be in the water in order for you to get out of the water. You would need to go to the other end of the quote river. I mean, you can't really tell if it's a lake or a river cause you can't see the whole way to the other side. Um, but the, the light that it's casting kind of reflecting off the water, you can see very dimly off in the distance. There is like, there's something, um, you know, opposite the wall. Like if you put your back against the wall, you'd be looking at some kind of Island or land structure. Could you point me to the safest place for me to get out of the water? And the, the little, um, creature kind of like flits around your head and then goes underwater and, um, it, it leads you down deep enough underwater that you're under all the brambles and stuff. And then just goes in a straight line to the center and comes, pops back up again. I'm assuming you're just following it, right? Sure. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. So you follow it and it leads you to the, the center, which is it, 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 there's like a shore here. Um, and you can distinguish by touch that the surface is like a grimy stone. It's kind of difficult to gain purchase on. And especially with you being so cold, you're going to need to make an athletics check to actually clamber up onto the Island. Five. Okay. You try and clamber up onto the Island, but, um, you're not able to make it. You can roll again. I'm just adding to the tension diet, the tension pool. Every time you don't make it onto the Island. Can I take 10? Absolutely. <laughs> yep. You just take as I'm going to give it one more tension die then. Um, okay. and you, you take as long as it takes to just get yourself up onto the Island. In the end, you're able to like, you know, push off of some particularly twisted grant brambles and stuff like that. You, you find your way onto the Island. Um, you kind of like flop off over onto your back. You know, you can't see super well. Um, the little sort of floating ball of light thing, it like flits its way and kind of floats on your hand. Like it tracks your hand as if you're holding a torch so that you can use it to look around um so you have like a 15 foot radius of dim blue light that is being handed to you by this little creature thing uh dm just to confirm before i offend this poor little thing's uh feelings uh you did say its name was lila right lyra yeah <laughs> lyra gotcha um all right and you said you're about to say something i'm sorry and 
and you you know you travel uh, a few steps forward about to explore the island but you've only made it a few steps when like shifting ground beneath your feet makes you pause not like earthquakey like the ground itself is kind of slipping and rearranging you slowly move one foot and you hear the jingle of metal crouching uh you realize that you stepped onto a literal pile of gold uh, coins, bars, trinkets, all tossed into a gigantic pile, like reminiscent of how you imagine like a dragon would hoard stuff. Um, except you're way underground. So there's probably not a dragon here. Um, probably ahead of you. There is some kind of giant stone obelisk thing, easily four stories high. You can't even see the whole way to the top of it because of how dim your little torchlight is. Um, and it splits as it gets closer to the ground. It splits into like four pillars that form the corner of a square and beneath them, the treasure pile like swells up and it, like it, you know, at almost half the distance, half of the two stories that is covered by these four smaller pillars is full of more treasure and trinkets and weirdness. Um, and you can see beyond it, there are several other similar obelisks that kind of break into four obelisks at the corner of a square. Uh, is this cursed, little buddy? Lyra? It flits up to your shoulder almost in like a shrug motion and then flits back to your hand. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, uh, have, how, how long have you been down here? Do you know? I'm going to take that as either you don't know or way too long. Um, okay, 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 uh, okay, okay, right. Um, shoulder angels, do I take any of the gold (laughs) (laughs) on the rare chance I actually get out of here? Our company will make enough money. We don't need it. I normally I would feel the need to disagree with the other angel because of the nature of those things. But no, I completely agree. Um, wow. Before you before you make this decision, I will tell you like there's more than just gold here. Like there's trinkets and there's you know there's there's relics and other cool stuff. So if you want to search for things that are not just monetary, you can roll an investigation and I'll tell you oh, what you find. Oh, so you mean there isn't just oh because I mean it's like a hoard pile, you know. So there's stuff in here. Um, yeah, and I, also I, when you're talking about things to take with you, bear in mind that you don't have any of your equipment. So you have no pack to like, it literally has to be what you can carry because right, right, you don't right. have a pack to put things in. You have no pockets because you're wearing I a dress. find a pack. I suppose. Yes. Maybe you'll find a pack. Maybe so. I'm not for stealing the gold, but if we find any equipment, that'll be useful. Let's go for it. I think right now, instead of being shoulder angels, you're both common sense angels. And I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I got a seven. All right. You got a seven. You find two things uh, in your investigation of the island. And in a little bit, you'll have a chance to earn another investigation if you want to. Um, But the two things you find in your initial kind of, you're just like, you know, scattering stuff aside, trying to be quiet, but also look through the pile and see what's here. The first thing you find is a masterworked rapier with a silvered blade. Um, it's among a pile of other discarded weapons, but most of them are like, you know, all um, rusted and old and torn up and stuff. And then there's just this one. Um, quick question. Yeah. D- does it have a scabbard? No, it doesn't have a scabbard. <laughs> Darn. Okay. 
Also, um, you find a dark sphere about the size of a bowling ball. I, I guess they have bowling in Urida because that's in my description. They have bowling now. Um, <laughs> when you when you lift it, intuitively in your mind, you can feel which direction is north, and you're able to orient yourself. Okay, that is definitely something to hold on to at least temporarily. All right, I'm gonna grab the bowling ball, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just gonna. I'm going to bundle my skirt upwards, kind of like how you would hold things with your shirt. Okay. Right? But I'm doing it with my skirt. As Wash Brunello suggested in the as, chat. As yep. Wash Brunello. I've, I've been reading the chat, okay? Yeah. For people on that on the, uh, on the audio only, um, Wash Brunello is just making good call-outs, you know, like... Yeah. Wash is saying that Liar is here to guide the me third to the angel. underworld, which is, I didn't read that until I just read it now, which makes me think I might be dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, some other, you know, good so, clips. So you bundle up, so you're trying to basically carry a bowling ball in like the folds of your skirt, basically. Yes. Okay. Uh, does um, the effect still work if my hands aren't directly touching it? No, you are not oriented to north. And um, does he look pregnant? It. I, well, so I, I was going to say not I wasn't going to say anything about whether he looks pregnant, but I was going to preempt the thousands of fan fictions that even when he bundles something in the folds of his skirt, he's not violating the Twitch terms of service. Uh, this, is, this is a royal dress. It has folds and billows and frills. There's plenty of space for yes. carrying a single bowling ball in oh, this yes. dress um, and still covering all the important things. So you, you are able to do that. Do you want to also try and, and bring the rapier with you? For now, I will hold on to that. Um, okay. Actually, I will take the bowling ball and stuff it under my shirt. Not because of the pregnant comment, but the pregnant comment made me think that's actually a really convenient way to hold it where I'm conveniently always touching it. Unfortunately, royalty uh, in in the Dwarven Kingdom of Gaim have to wear like corsets and stuff. So like there's not really a way to stuff it under your shirt. Like, they don't it, have like a shirt over the corset like a, or is it just well, straight up Well, then it wouldn't be touching your skin. I mean, you could put it there, but it wouldn't make any difference. It's like a, you know, like a, like a waist trainer type thing, you know? Okay. Well, I actually I'm, did re- a bunch of research on like Renaissance, like what royalty wore in Renaissance times. Not for this, but like to help dress my characters believably in this campaign. So I'm I'm, I'm glad that uh, you did that homework. Um, and yeah, rip you, I guess. But you rip know. me. Um, According to Wash Brunello, corsets have a cord in their sides. You have rope now. <laughs> so there you go. That's true. true. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go ahead and stuff the bowling ball just under my shirt because I feel like that's easier to carry than me having to hold on to my skirt. That's true. To carry it. Sure. Uh, okay, um, you do that thing. And I, I assume I have a, a belt of some sort, right, to kind of help with the whole waist part. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to just shove the rapier in between the belt and me. Sure. Like kind of, you know, as a kind of kind of like putting my gun in my waistband yeah you know if you do anything particularly strenuous um like like being in combat or you know diving or something like that um i am gonna make you roll to avoid accidentally stabbing yourself since there's no scabbard on that sword like just so you know I would like to think that I would pull that out, and uh, but hopefully I think of that when it happens. Yeah, um, I'm just letting you know so you don't. You're not. It's not like a DM gotcha. Um, okay. That's just a thing. So the I the rest of the island as you kind of wander about and explore, um, you get kind of a a better sense of what the island looks like. 
Um, and you also realize that the, so there are those big obelisks we talked about. There's five of them in total, five of these large structures, but one of them is not, one of them is not like the others. It's not like the other obelisks. So there's one that's like, it's almost like it's constructed, um, entirely out of ivory. Like it, it, it's like, um, and, and it's resting on a mound of ivory and and other sort of like um you know tusks and bones and things um it's resting on this big mountain of them um and it seems to have been sized for a creature about your size um to like at the top of it there's like a platform that you could you could stand or sit on or whatever um but then the other ones are significantly bigger like if you were to go up there it's like you could put a house on top of these you know gargantuan sized obelisks um there's one of them though the the one that's different from all the others is this like massive bejeweled like almost woven string thing um it looks like you know if if you could see it from zoomed out it's kind of the shape of like a palanquin um and it's made in like solid gold um and and there's like a pedestal uh that next to it like a big stone pedestal that's been left blank um as if there was supposed to be an obelisk there but it's it's like vanished or disappeared or something i don't know um and then there's another one that's like this huge coral formation um that makes up the it's still the same general structure you know the one big obelisk and then the square platform with the four uh smaller obelisks kind of kind of stretching down um and at that one as you get to it there's this massive i mean colossal like stone giant sized suit of armor like just resting on it um so there's that there and then um, you also realize that in the middle of Wait all of a these, there Wait is a, a there's a huge, uh, much bigger obelisk with four kind of pillars supporting it. Just this massive flat surface. Um, and beneath that, uh, there's actually more water kind of flowing through the center of this, what turns out to be an island. Um and that's that's kind of what you're what you're dealing with here is this giant island um and then on that table that's at the center of the island is this big well i don't know you might climb up on it or you might not i'm not sure um but it seems like some some pieces are falling together for some people but anyway uh what what do you what do you want to do on on the island here buddy um that you're standing on (laughs) um did we record that at all was that that was recorded right uh, no, don't. Are no you recording? No spoilers, but okay. Yeah. yeah, it's in there. Okay. Well, there, there's a shout out for all you who recognize this. Uh, <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um. All right. Uh. I guess the easiest way to get up onto the surface is probably climbing the ivory one, seeing yeah. how that one is conveniently human shaped. Or yeah. As you climb up that one, you realize that it's like it's a literal throne of bones is what you're climbing up on. It's like this giant chair made up of skeletons and it rests on a pile of skeletons that are used to get it to the height of the table. Um, As you make it to the top of that basically throne of bones, you realize that you're looking across the top of a gargantuan stone gaming table. Um, At the center of that massive stone table, there are two things that you can see. The first uh, is 
I need to scroll to see what it is. The first thing you see is a huge glass sphere. I mean, it's as tall as you are. There's this giant glass sphere. You can't, you know, the, the glow of your blue torch reflecting off of the sphere back to you is the only thing you see in it. It's not like you see swirling mist or it's just the glow kind of reflecting off of it. And then next to it, you see a huge deck of cards. I am trying to remember. I am trying to remember anything that could be used to me right now. Uh, and the best part is I can't, which is, I guess, more realistic because, you know. Okay, so a giant gold, a giant glass sphere, right, you said? Yeah. And can I see through it? Uh, yeah, so you walk up to the glass sphere, walking across the, the top of the big stone table, and when you come even with it, you the light now is illuminating the interior of it, but you cannot see through it. It's almost like you're looking at um like a have you ever done like the the soda bottle tornado thing where it's like liquid and then right. in the middle of it is like a spinning something it's like that it's like full of liquid with some kind of turbulent displacement in the middle of it um i'll go over to the giant deck of cards um they're like real big they're like you know again as tall as you are is how long one of these cards is they're clearly meant for something significantly bigger than you are um i'm going to look around is there anything here at the table? Uh, yeah, so resting on the table are a couple more, um, like, kind of treasures and loot things. They're almost in, like, a neat pile uh, at the center of the table. They're on the other side of the glass orb, which is why you couldn't see them to start with. Um, okay. You, you look over at this pile, and you roll an investigation check to see how many of the things you can identify. There's all sorts oh. of cool stuff in the pile. Oh, thank God. Um... Okay, that's going to be a 16. All right. Uh, you are able to identify two more objects. Um, the first one is a flask of viscous liquid. When you hold the flask up and you kind of look at it to try and figure out what it is, you realize that you can see the world on the other side of the glass as if it was lit by dim light, although it's blurred and refracted weirdly by the, um, you know, like the, the, by the shape flask the- is old and right. there's, you know, dust on it and stuff. Um, but you, you can see as you look through it. The other thing that you find is a pair of boots. Okay, I'm going to look at the pair of boots. Um, do they look special in any way? Like, are they decorated? Do they have any writing on them? Uh, yeah, so they have... Uh, do, you, do you read Elvish? Beep, boop, 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 no! Okay, so they have a bunch of things written on the side in uh, Spanish. Because <laughs> we established that Elvish is Spanish in our world. Um, so uh, they, Espanol. they have a okay. bunch of writing on the side. You can recognize that it is Elvish, but you do not understand any of it. Right. Um, but they have like some script kind of moving up the side, but they're like, you know, they're, they're like travelers boots, you know, they're, they're kind of outdoorsy hikey type boots. Okay. Shoulder angels. What are the chances yes. that these boats are cursed? Um, put your hand over them. I gotta get a, the the vibe. With I, them. I put my hand over them. Just look. can we make a vibe check? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna channel the inner Zoth in me and do a vibe check. What do I have to roll? You are not trained in Arcana, right? Uh, no. Then you can't do that thing. <laughs> can I? Can I just do like like a dumb person Arcana check? Where roll and play with disadvantage. Doing- Okay, I was about to say where I'm not actually doing Arcana check. I'm just yeah. Like, roll insight with pretending. disadvantage. 
All right, let's go. That will be uh, six. Five seem fine. Five seem fine. Five seem fine. Yeah, man, put on these boots. I don't... I believe it, it may be with... In such a terrible spot right now, I believe it is worth the risk to put on the boots. Are they? Do they have like the 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 special like uh, layer that helps them not? Um, oh yeah, I'm gonna like, touch like the slip. bottoms and like rub my hand. Do they feel like they're grippy? Uh, they have a significant amount of tread. Sure, they feel very grippy. Oh yeah, I'm putting those on. You may add to your inventory boots of elven kind. While you wear these boots, your steps make no sound regardless of the surface you are moving across. You have advantage on dexterity stealth checks that rely on moving silently. Poggers! Pogger for, that's going on See, the Pogger report. Green Day Paggers for sure. Green Green Day Paggers. See, man, I told you. These boots pass the vibe check. Uh, Elvish boots of super sneak. <laughs> that's a better name we're changing the name D&D got it wrong yep. <laughs> Elvish boots of super sneak alright always quiet got you alright uh, well keeping those suckers on and uh, what was the other object I got a flask of viscous liquid when you look through right. the glass the world you see on the other side is lit as if by dim light though it is also blurred refracted strangely by the ages old dirty glass how 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 much volume would I say this contains? Like, is this like a milk carton or is this like a quart of milk or is this like a pint of milk? This is like a mug. Okay. I will take like a sip of it. I'm going to pop that baby open. <laughs> oh, I'm assuming it's like oh a quart. so we're drinking strange liquids now. I, uh, I, should yeah, I was about that. to say both, both shoulders seem to be in agreement <laughs> to not do this one. <laughs> I think it's too late. You're not the boss of me, shoulders. I think the man's committed. I think the man can roll me a wisdom save. Liar, you got my back, right? See, liar got my back. Uh, Wisdom save, you said? I said wisdom save. All right, I got to roll disadvantage. Disadvantage, why? Because he's exhausted. Exhaustion. Bro. Dude, I had, like, an okay one, and then I rolled disadvantage. <laughs> and then I didn't have an okay roll. So, how's everybody feeling about uno, dos, tres? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling like you get to take a fantastic two points of psychic damage. Um, it's almost Woo! like you just... It, it's like a headache, like a mild headache occurs. But okay. you also find yourself uh, with superior dark vision for 1d4 hours you can roll it 1d4 where am i d4 at i'm looking for that d4 i'm rolling a d4 it looks like a triangle so i can have dark vision and i just found it he just found it you said how what was that uh, how 1D4 many D4 hours to figure out how long you have oh. superior dark vision, which two. Okay. So for two hours, you can see in total darkness as if it were dim light for 120 feet in every direction. Um, you cannot distinguish color in darkness. So they're just various shades of gray, but you can now see, um, the, the basically full breadth of the room cause you're standing at the center of it. Um, and the room is 
it's a little over 120 feet radius, so you can't quite see to the far end, but you get the gist of it. Right. You're on an island. The island is sized for five gargantuan creatures to play cards, um, and it's covered in loot piles. And then on the table, there's like this smaller loot pile in the middle of it. Um, you also can see okay. that the water, uh, it, it's almost like a moat around your island. Um, although the moat, the island itself has one jagged line through it that the water also flows. So it's like the island is, it's, it almost looks like a pokeball where it's like the island has the line across the middle and then the table is right where the circle in the pokeball would go. Um, okay. And the, to the north and south, there are tunnels that extend. You can't see where, cause you can't quite see that far, but like the water is coming in, um, in from those two sides like flowing inwards and you are at the lowest point. So like both sides are flowing towards you. Um, you also, now that you've got your, your eyes, uh, kind of working for you as well, go ahead and roll perception to see if you can distinguish with the rushing water. Let's see if you can get any more information about that. Stuff. Oh, you're going to love this roll. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause even though it's, uh, what's the word for it? Just advantage. And I rolled it twice. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I could have really rolled any lower. Oh yeah. Is it a one? <laughs> No. Okay, so you could have rolled lower. Yeah, but not real. You know what I'm saying? I got a six. Not on the die. Okay, That's you still can't distinguish modifiers. where the waterfall sound is coming from. Okay. Um, you also notice that to one side of the room, there is uh, some light way off in the distance. Like, clearly there is another tunnel that exits this room. If the, you know, if the water is going north and south, then... Um, east is like some indeterminate length of tunnel you can't actually see the tunnel and then way at the end of that tunnel you can see some glowing gold um and it's you know it's changing it's flickering it could be torchlight it could be some other dynamic light there could be someone moving in front of it but like there's there's gold light that with with some shadows moving around it just like a really tiny pinprick way off in the distance there um you also hear a splash in the water uh, as as if a creature were swimming in it. What direction? Just around. I'm going to stop for a second, sit still. Does my mind feel gravitated towards any particular direction? Like, do is there something with psychic energy nearby? No, something you do not. Something pulling on my mind. No, you do not feel anything pulling on your mind at the moment. Okay. Um, I was hoping to find something that was psychic in the, the treasure piles. Um, okay, 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 This is, this is a really tough decision. There's so many valuables. Um. The longer you wait, the more tension die I'm adding to the tension pool. We're up to four. Uh, how, how long would it take me to traverse the table from one end to the other? One round. You could, it, I mean, 30 feet. Oh, so the table's not that wide? It's like a gaming table, so it's, you know, shorter with more sides. You know, like, it's a five-sided gaming table. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and run around and see if I can't just quick glance, because I assume there are probably about five piles of Trevor, treasure. Yeah. <laughs> about five piles of five Trevor? Five piles of Trevor. <laughs> five piles, piles of Trevor. Of Trevor. Um, and um, in the piles of Trevor, Jake roll. Can I yeah, roll? Or Trevor, Ooh. you ask. Oh. Trevor asked. I'll have Trevor roll. Jake, you can do the next one. It's 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 piles of me. Yeah, that's you know? true. That they are true. piles of you. Uh, Trevor, roll a d4. Two. Two. Very well. Um, you come across a long javelin. 
Heck yeah. Uh, the javelin that you are you are gazing upon, it, it it's ornate. It's like a um what am I trying to say? Like a display weapon or whatever, you know, like a, a ceremonial. It's like a ceremonial javelin. Um, it's it's the whole thing is made of bronze, um, but you can see carved into the sides of it. Um, you can see the holy symbol of Gomteus carved into the side. And then you can also see um, like a big old thundercloud um, carved into the side of it as well. And at the the kind of length of it is covered in runes, and then at the very back end, um, it it says um, it says. Oh, sorry, this one doesn't say anything. That's why I was looking for what was written on it. I'm reading item <laughs> descriptions, and this one doesn't say anything. I was like, "Where's the what it said?" This one doesn't say anything. So it's just the runes okay. running down the length of it. Um. All right. All right. I'm going to go ahead and pick it up. Um. Uh, do I see any container of any sort uh, within my visible range? You've got about a quick three sixty. You've got about a mug-sized flask. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Do still got some potion in it. <laughs> a like, uh, um, you got like a half mug. Nope. Uh, okay. Um, I'll pick up the spear and just hold it in a hand then, uh, or javelin. Cool. You've got uh, add to your inventory javelin of lightning. I'm not going to tell you how it works, though. You're going to have to figure that out with some investigation or trial and error. But it's called the javelin of lightning. Um, and what was probably just a cosmetic name? Like it probably just has a <laughs> lightning bolt etched on it. <laughs> what, what should I call the rapier? Uh, the rapier is just plus two rapier. Okay. And it has plus two to hit and plus two to damage. Right, right. Um, okay. And on that case, I feel like I'm running out of things, so... Yep, at that very moment, the splashing sound uh, comes to the shore, and you hear something slap onto the, the surface of the rock and begin pulling itself up. Can I tell what side? Yeah, you can tell what side. Uh, I'm going to run over to that side and look down. Uh, using my sneaky boots. You you make no noise as you rush over to that side and look down. And there, crawling onto the surface beneath you, is the cloaked halfling Shale, uh, pulling his way onto the island. Um, he looks up at you and goes, Thank goodness I found you. And at that note, we're going to jump up to what? the Twilight Fox Tavern, where the rest of our party are resting. Now, it turns out that after the events of the past few days, Jebediah Peppermint's been straining himself a little bit too hard, and he actually has developed a little bit of a cold, and so Jeb actually ends up just kind of staying in and resting for a little while. Um, however, Owlin and Zothkug, you wake up quite well rested, having had not a perhaps long night's sleep, but a full night's sleep. Um, it is the morning. And you are now in a position to, I guess, figure out what you would like to do next. <clears throat> good morning, Alan. Um, uh, good morning. Um, when when you have a chance, I think it may be beneficial to get all together in a room with Elaine and Elliot and uh, see if we can formulate a plan. 
as you say that, you hear a voice from just around the corner of your door go, we're already awake. And you poke your head out the door. And sure enough, there's Elaine and Elliot sitting in the kind of main area of the tavern. Um, they're sitting there with Annabelle. Um, Elliot has his arm around his daughter. He seems very happy to be reunited. Um, and while he looks better, he still looks like he's, you know, been through some stuff. You know, he's got some scars yeah, and, sure. and bruises and stuff. But he's he's alert and present and, you know, and there. Um, and that's is, all. Uh, that's all happening. Franklin here. Uh, Franklin Webb is not here at the moment. He is sleeping at the inn. He's just not awake yet. Oh, okay. We'll let him sleep. Well, um, great to see you, Franklin. Great to see you're you're looking well. And uh, Franklin, yeah, I'm Elliot. Did I say? Did I actually say Franklin? You did. Yes, you did. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Sleepy I'm still. still I'm still waking up. From what yes. Elaine tells um, me, y'all have had a pretty long couple of days. Yeah, and they're just getting longer, man. Yeah, yeah, it that's does, right. You, that you got a you got a friend to rescue, right? You got a, a missing a missing dude. I think this letter is actually for you, but I haven't been able to actually get the letter. And you look in the corner, and there is a serval sitting in the corner with a a scroll case clutched in its mouth. But anytime someone goes near it to try and take the letter, it growls at them. Um, I'll, but it, ah. I'll approach slowly and do the pss, 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 pss. Yeah, it, it immediately drops the scroll on the ground at your feet and rolls over on its back for belly rubs I pet it absolutely okay, yeah. pet it the the orc pets the wild cat uh, and also the scroll case has now been given to you and you uh, open it up and there is a note in there from shale uh, during his interrogation of shark Harley shale has learned that shark was hired to take Elliot orchid to the south well in the bowl of tumbleweb and toss him in she had no further instructions than that point and he also believes she is not under the abolesque control she was hired for the job by Jess basin the same night that Elaine mollusk shared the information about Elliot's discovery. Hmm. Shale is convinced that this is the way into the Abolesque lair and intends to go there at once to search for his merfolk friends. Um, and he has sent his serval with a note to inform the party. Shark Harley, meanwhile, has been tied up and left on the steps of city hall with a note signed with the party's names and four guys, ventures and vibes, hoping to give you guys an edge when you pitch yourselves for like a charter of commerce. Sweet. So we could either go after him and hope that Fox is down there with him, which he very well may be. Or we can wait for him to come back. I believe it may be beneficial for the most part to wait for him to come back as Shale strikes me as someone where um, if he intends to do a mission on his own and doesn't let us know except after the fact, I believe he intends to do the mission on his own. And it seems very likely from what he's written, even though it doesn't explicitly say it, that if his merfolk, if he suspects his merfolk friends may be down there, then uh, Fox may be down there as well. I just hate sitting around waiting, man. We gotta I, go save Fox. I, even though it may seem trivial in some ways, I do believe that there are some things we can do while we wait. Um, we could investigate, go back to the, the, the manor and investigate there and see if we can find him. I do not believe that's a good idea, says Ilya I also Mollisk. don't believe that's a good idea. As far as I know... Jess Basin's private security, uh, you know, the, the company, private security goons are going to have that place locked down tight after any kind of incident. They're just, that's what they do. They lock spaces down. It's hard to even get in there for the deputies, private security goons, uh, defend, you know, did security for a party that, uh, Edison had catered and stuff and, and that there was an incident and that's what happened. So I, I'm expecting that that's the behavior we can see from them. 
Um, however, if you want to go after your friend, I don't see any reason why you should let this other, this other, you know, ro- roguish f- figure. I don't know why he should prevent you from going after your friend. I mean, if you want to go and get him, you should go and get him. You should, you should do you. I've been talking with Elliot about his discovery. And I think that between the two of us, we can get the thing working, even though we no longer have the, the blueprints that he was confident in. Um, the, the Mm. design is experimental and it's going to require a couple covert trips into Edison facilities to get materials. Obviously I can't really be seen there anymore. I have a feeling that there are other of my employees who are in danger and I don't want to extend the danger to them. But I think by the end of the week, I should have, uh, a, a kind of prototype of this device created with Elliot here. And we are hoping that, well, why don't you tell them Elliot? Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's just a, you know, it's, is a box and you, you push on the box and it should send out like a, a disruptive wave where basically it, it should, uh, it, it'll, it'll jumble your brain, but it'll also jumble your brain in a way that the Aboleth can't talk to it anymore. So like if there's mind control from Elaine tells me it's called an Aboleth, but whatever beast is mind controlling, uh, it, 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 it should be able to do it anymore at the expense of like you might not be thinking so good for a couple days like it'll take a little while for the charm to wear off i'm not really sure how long it wears off because like i you know there isn't real magic around to test with so i've been having to just you know break apart wingle digits and mess with raw sacrium and stuff to try and get it working when 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 worn off naturally uh for me it seemed to wear off quite fast but however for elaine if i remember correctly it seemed to take a few hours uh for the effects to wear off completely it may be a case-by-case basis you know it it could be different for everyone if i remember from my notes and she pulls out a quick little like pocket journal she goes yes it was 672 minutes before my disorientation wore off the way that i expected it to and i realized that i had not been tracking the time of my disorientation so that's that's what i have (laughs) tracked here is 672 minutes interesting uh for me it and for me it only seemed to take about five so it really is it really is variable um wait alan man you gotta bop me on the head in case i've been god uh you were not you were not in the room when the aboleth appeared like you weren't in any contact like potential contact i mean i heard him that's true but well we that don't is know a what fair he could point. do we do not know that is correct what's well, your ac zothkug uh ac is 16 but I assume it would be a flat-footed thing. I, flat-footed it, doesn't exist. Yeah, in it, it, oh, that, that's okay. not even really a thing in this edition. Um, okay, and it doesn't matter because she rolled a seventeen. While you're still talking about whether to do it or not, Jess Basin or not Jess Basin, Elaine Mollusk. <laughs> That'd be crazy yeah. if Jess Basin appeared. Elaine Mollusk just stands up and backhands you with her coffee mug. Coffee goes all over the place like a good solid thwack to the face. You take. Four points of damage. No. Dang. Build a four on this D4. Four <laughs> points of damage as she backhands you with a coffee mug. And then she leans in really, really close with her notebook out and stares in your eyes like uncomfortably close to you. How do you feel? Do I feel any different? No. Uh, I feel like uh, I got hit he with a mug. He seems disoriented. I think we've probably saved him. Good work, everybody. And she takes some notes down. <laughs> Uh, I, I, well, I don't feel much different, but I appreciate you doing that. Now that that is out of the way, I guess. Um, uh, I appreciate Elaine's sentiment that it may be helpful for us to leave. I just... There I is think a we part should of, go, man. There, there is a part of me that worries that if if he wanted help, he, he would have asked. I'm 
usually well, under orders he, to to not provide backup until until requested. Well, we sent him ahead of us because we were super super tired, and he was he was all ready to go. So this we is true. That, we would have gone with him if we weren't so tired. I I see your point. Um, From the other room, still sleeping, you hear Jebediah snore once and go, "Yeah, it's uh, I'll be right there, Shale. I'm, I'm just <laughs> coming around the corner." Then he goes okay. back into sleeping. Uh, um, Alan will. Uh, um, you know what? That let's go with it. That sounds good. Um, can I can I see? Can I knock on Franklin's door real quick and and talk to him briefly? Sure. You knock on his door, and a bleary-eyed Franklin Webb opens up the door and goes, mm, "Morning, stranger. Uh, what what can I do for you? It's, uh, is it is it time for work already? It is time for work. Um, so we and as Alan Alan refer like uh, gestures towards Zothkug, we uh-huh. are going to follow after. Uh, shale and uh, go into the sewers and rescue attempt, to, Fox, attempt to rescue Fox. All right. Um, you and Jeb will stay here. Jeb can needs continued rest. Um, I'll, I'll he, put he I'll put yeah on Jeb. You can just do some advertising. Take the cart around. Uh, do some. Well, I I was going. What I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> is uh. Dad, you, dad are fighting again. <laughs> uh, no, it's 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 fine. I, I I guess I'll 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 ask Zoth whether he thinks this is a good idea or not. Um, it may be helpful for uh, Miss Mollusk here and uh, and Elliot to just have an assistant around to take care of things while they're working on their work. So if they need you to run and get something, you can go get it. If they need you to get you know food ready, you can do that. If you you know anything that they for need sure, you to man. do to make what they're doing faster. That's what you're here for. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I can do that. We'll grant them access to the cipher truck. Yes, but only yeah, only yeah. with you present. We'll give we give Franklin the keys. Whoa, there you go. I've got the keys. And All you know right. if if they don't need your help and like you just have some downtime, take it around, get the word out about take us. Take that puppy out for a spin. You got it. Yes, exactly. Advertise. And hopefully by the time we get back, we will have time to officially register ourselves as a company and uh, get that going so that you can be one of our employees. Maybe collect some, some job still, postings. You're still requests. paying me for this time, right? Even though like I'm not officially an employee, like I'm on the I'm on the payroll, right? Uh, yeah, that's man. a discussion for a future time. You'll get uh, your, you'll get you your will, money. You will be reimbursed eventually. Yes. All right. Well, we then, can't legally I think that pay you. Great. I will. Okay. I'll take care of it. Uh, <laughs> and then, real quick, I'm gonna go uh, to yeah, and I'll be like, um, yeah, yes. Um, we're going to save Fox. If you want to come, you're welcome to tag along. If not, uh, Jeb is still sleeping and maybe not feeling well maybe if you could help him feel a little bit better if you decide to stay i will see if i can help calm and soothe him okay you and, do that man yeah the mic and it quietly you know pitter patters off towards jeb's room and we put uh franklin in charge so if he needs you for anything you know whatever but you do you man yo yeah the mic and it rolled a confirmed nat 20 to help jebediah peppermint feel better so Heck yeah. i don't know what that bonus looks like yet but by next session i will um <laughs> let's go uh okay what are you two off to do oh as you we're head off, to the go ahead yeah. sorry. yep we're off to the the well that he suspected as that you walk would, towards yeah. the door elaine mollusk grabs you on the arm she goes you seem like a like an intellectual type is that right 
Uh, yes. Yeah, I, man, I am. Well, n- um, I which, is she? Did she grab you know my what, arm? Do you know what these mean? And she unfolds a thing of paper in front of you. Um, Alan, you know that it's the periodic table of elements. Zothkug, you can roll. Uh, what, what would that be? Like our conscious advantage, I guess. Um, cause it's not really magic. It's, um, but Alan, you recognize them. Uh, yes, that's the periodic table of elements. I got a nine. Okay. You, you didn't know that, but you pick up on what he's saying quick enough that if you want to, you can like, Oh, it's the, it's the, 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 the elements. Like he said, <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the table of elements, man. You know, like water, earth, fire, uh, not, not, not quite. Um, the chemical elements that mm. are, that actually make up. Uh, the atomic structure. I think to get this thing put together, we're going to need a third set of hands. Uh, if you want, uh, maybe when you get back from saving your friend, which is obviously the priority, but maybe when you get back from saving your friend, you can give us a hand with the machine here. I'd be happy to, you know, teach you some of the tools we're using and things like that. I would greatly appreciate that. I've been studying uh, this sort of thing a little bit. And Alan pulls out that book that he has of about like artificing um, that he received from the temple. Um, oh, that's a great I'm only one. I'm only uh, a few chapters in, but um, I, it's greatly interested me. I would I would love to help participate in this. I, um, you know, did a little bit of tinkering with the device uh, when I was attempting to, you know, figure out what it does, but I was unsuccessful. I would love to learn at the feet of the the masters here. That would be hey, amazing. Hey, Elaine, man, if you need an extra set of hands while we're gone, Franklin's been instructed to attend to you if you need it, and you have uh, you have access to the cipher truck if need be. Uh, very well. Well, we're going to get to work. And, uh, when you come back with your friend, mostly safe and alive and probably unconscious, if he belongs to the evil beast thing that we're fighting, we'll have a anti-mind control device. This is, this is sounding more and more like the plot of some kind of grandiose game. The longer that I Mm. try and figure it out. Anyway, I'm going to get to work. And she like sits down at the table and, you know, begins drafting things with, with Elliot Orchid and you two head out the door. Hey, Alan, man. Uh, Yes. And Elaine made a good point there. Do you ever feel like life's just a big game, man? Uh, it It is quite interesting. I, I do believe if I look back on my life at this moment, I could kind of divide it into, like, segments of, like, backstory versus the beginning of this current story and kind of, you know... Um... As you have this conversation, <laughs> back down in the dark, scary dungeon underneath Tumbleweb, Fox, having been rejoined by Shale... Um, Shale, Shale says to you, thank goodness I found you. I, I didn't even realize you were going to be down here too, but the, the others, they don't know. They're probably going to head back to the mansion and look for you. I don't, I, she's down here. The, the West, my contact, she's down here. She's somewhere in this, this region. This is the, also you're muted, but she's down here somewhere. She's in this dark site in this, in this horrible place. And, and I, I think we can find her together. Will you help me? I haven't even been making sounds, but I was muted, but what? Uh, the the uh, the whole reason we're going through this, right? The the Merfolk contacts, east, yes, west, yes, and yes, south. Yes. I, I know what you I know what you said, Shale. I just okay. Listen, I woke up in a, in a stone egg. It cracked open. I, I I fell six stories into some water. I I've been talking to a dead person. What named uh, Lyra? Say hi, Lyra. <laughs> No I don't know way. if that means hi, but are you a are you a willow? A, 
a willow, maybe a will-o'-wisp? And the, the creature flits towards him, zooms around his head once. A will-o'-wells? This is understand? a will-o'-wells. What? This Do you is understand a, it? No, I recognize it. I mean, it's it's just, it, I'm, I'm guessing based on the tone of its replies. Uh, but this this is a will-o'-wells. It's, it's a, a, a spirit... Uh, that has departed a body but hasn't been able to make its way to the afterlife. I wonder. So I am talking to the dead. You're sort of. I mean, the spirit doesn't die. The, the spirit is, you know, is, is ongoing. It's eternal. So you don't. It's not like a. Like, like technically, when people die. Well, all right. Let's stop. Stop. No. Shale, they go to the. This is a talk for you and Zoth. Okay. In my understanding. <laughs> <laughs> When your body stops moving and the heart stops moving and everything physical stops, you're dead. Okay? Everything else you can call that spiritual mumbo jumbo, okay? But you I, misunderstand I, me. I'm not talking about something to do with the gods. I'm talking about something to do with the essence of the creature, which when the creature's body perishes, the soul travels to the plains. Normally. A will-o'-wisp or a will-o'-wells is a creature that hasn't been given that opportunity. Are there more of you? They normally only exist in the Feywild when, when things get upset in that space. I've not seen them on the material plane before. Are there, are there others? Well, I feel rude, Lyra. I never asked. There are more that's, of them. That sounds like a yes. Um, well, all right, anyway. All right. Okay, wait. You, you're here. You're uh, in a dress. That's different. Um, do you need uh, nice boots? Um, do Do you need like? Are you Are you okay? Are you Are you all right? He like looks really deeply into your eyes, like he's looking for something. You can't quite figure out what he's looking for. Define all right. In the back of your In the back of your mind, a voice goes, "Attack." Okay, um, as quickly as I can, I'm going to pull my rapier out and try to close the distance. I assume he's within, like, I could probably touch his shoulder, right? Yeah, you're, like, right All there. Right. I will pull my rapier out, grab his shoulder to attempt to hold him in place, and go for a thrust. Okay, um, I'm going to give him a reaction because you're drawing your weapon. That's technically an opportunity attack, uh, sure. I believe. Um, right. He's going to try it. Is your AC higher than 11? You have no uh, armor on, so it's just your like dex AC. And my dex is plus 3. 13. Okay, so he is not able to attack you. So he sees you coming, recognizes what's happening, but he can't get to his daggers in time, basically. Okay, I rolled a hit. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. You're like, so, I don't want to do this, man. Uh, so it's a plus two to what my normal attack to bonus hit and would to be. damage. All right, so uh, to hit with a rapier would finesse, so it uses my dexterity. Um, Set's so going to be plus five. Okay, 16 to hit. 16 to hit hits him. Okay, and a rapier is normally a D8, um, plus my proficiency bonus, plus its bonus, 
So that's going to be a D8 plus 4. That's 10 damage. 10 damage. Oof. So you get him good. I mean, like, right into the meat of his shoulder, basically. And, like, you know, and just... Ugh. Um, and he staggers back from you a step, absolutely surprised, both that you were able to hit him and also that you hit him at all. Um, he's like, like totally taken aback by this. And he goes, it, what, what are you doing? Is that, does it have you? And then he drops into like a fighting stance. Like he's going to attack you. Um, I'm assuming I'm not allowed to reply. Uh, you don't have any specific orders about it. Um, I don't know what's happening. Um, he jumps towards you and you see that he's pulled out one of his daggers, but he's holding the blade like flat against his forearm and he's going to try and hit you with the hilt to try and like knock you, you know, like knock your head basically a little bit. So okay. he's going to roll to hit. He rolled a 19 on the die. So that one's going to hit you. Oh, I was going to. Uh, well, never mind then. Yeah, go ahead. He did one damage to you and you can roll a wisdom save. That's a 19. All right. And the, the, the fog, your, your head is still foggy. You, you don't totally remember how you got here. Like you remember bits and pieces, but the story is unclear, but you are yourself again. And the Aboleth's control over you has been shaken. Wait, are you telling me I just forgot like everything that happened up until now? Not all of it, but bits and pieces. It's just like a weird foggy kind of, you, you get pieces of it over time. It will all come back to you. (sighs) Shale? Shale rolls to hit you again. Um, He hit. um, He did two points of damage as he hits you again with the hilt of the same dagger on your head. And then he gets really close and looks in your eyes. Jesus, man. They don't look any different. Are you? Are you? What the wrong with you? I'm going to hold on to this. And he takes the rapier while you're like holding onto your head. He just takes the rapier and like kind of pockets it, like puts it into a a, one of the dagger scabbards. He just sticks it through the end. So it's like. Where did you? Where did you just get? Th- where did I get that from? Okay, you're probably back then. Back from what? Keep it what down. What is happening? Shh, shh, we are. I think we're in the thing's lair. I, it, it could be here any minute. Keep it down. And then um, you hear like water moving and something swimming, and Shale leaps on you, pulls you to the ground, and like puts his hand over your mouth and goes, "We're on the same side again. Don't worry, I'm not gonna hurt you. Just stay really still." Uh, roll stealth with advantage because Shale is helping you. And you got the boots. Well, that only affects moving. Oh. Oh, I guess advantage cancels out my exhaustion, right? Yes. All right. So my first roll plus stealth. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all coming together. (laughs) 21. (laughs) 21. My favorite number. Uh, Okay. With a 21, you are able to basically, like, you just go completely still and silent. You're, like, obeying the ranger, basically. He's got your mouth cupped as he's sitting there next to you, also, like, totally silent, stock still, holding his breath. He Is really, he bleeding really... on me? I'm sorry? Is he bleeding on me? Yeah, on the back of your dress, because he's holding you from behind. Okay. Um, he, he whispers really, really softly in your ear, you are absolutely freezing. What the heck? Now that you mentioned it, yes, I am. <laughs> Here. And he takes his cloak and, like, throws it around you. Um, the cloak is enough to warm you up so that you lose your, 
your temporary fatigue. So you basically just get warm and it's not dry. Ooh. Like you're still wet, but you are now warm enough that you're, you know, feeling is coming back into your fingers and stuff. Nice, um, nice, 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 nice. Um, he also, he, he just, again, whispers, stay here. And then he rolls like onto his belly and sort of really softly like army crawls towards the front. You see that he's wearing like a, like a faux leather, um, full body armor, like studded faux leather. Um, and he's got, uh, underneath, like he, you still can't see his hair because he's wearing like a cowl as part of that. So it's like a second hood. So he like put up another hood and now he's crawling to the front of the table. He looks over and then he snaps his fingers twice to get your attention and waves you over to him. All right. I'm also going to, uh, I'm going to slowly get up into a crouch and crouch walk over. Great. Roll stealth with advantage. All right. I made sure to crouch because of my boots. And <clears throat> that's a, another 20 swan. <laughs> 20 swan. <laughs> uh, okay. Nice. With your 20 swan, you make it to the edge and looking down, you see um, it. You see the Aboleth like in full. Um, the one that appeared in the room when you saw it before. Um, I can't remember if you were in the room at the time or not. That one was, was about half the size of the real deal. That was like a, a cast image of it. The the real Aboleth is like like 15 feet long. It's got three eyes and it's got kind of like a whale. It has like the giant mouth with all of the sharp teeth, but no jaw. So it like it's just rings of razor sharp teeth. Oh, it's swimming away from you trailing um about nine tentacles that are just kind of like gently fluttering in the water as it moves and then you see at the same time as shale does cowering in the water off to one side of it hidden in a patch of brambles a mermaid it is not a person you recognize but you do recognize the armor she's wearing as belonging to the same tribe of merfolk as uh your friend willowtail immediately um uncork that potion right yeah i have um go ahead and just down a little bit more and then chuck it as far as i can in the opposite direction of the mermaid okay um you you are successfully able to drink the potion so roll a d4 to see how much longer your dark vision will continue how long how how much time has passed since i've last taken it Uh, i figured not much okay so it's another three hours so four hours total okay okay um as you go to throw it shale is going to roll a dexterity check to stop you he rolled an 11 so just roll dex to see if you can successfully throw it with him trying to grab your wrist and prevent you i also got an 11 attacker wins in a tie so he catches your wrist and and stops you and goes no 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 those things will know where we are it hasn't seen her yet. And as you watch, it it swims quietly up the tunnel and past the merfolk. She does not know you're there. Like, she hasn't seen oh, you. Oh, sure. Um, but she's still, like, kind of tucked into the brambles. Um, and then she slowly, like, kind of pulls herself to the top of it. As her torso emerges, you can see that she's wearing, basically, it, it's like a mesh armor. Um, but it's made of brass so that it won't rust. Um 
uh, so it, it, almost like a mesh fishing net combined with chain link is basically what she's wearing and it covers her torso and her tail fin and then there are these two big shoulder plates that the weight of them is what keeps the the kind of net mesh in place and she's wearing two bracers a bracer on each wrist with like a long wicked curved blade that stretches back behind her elbow and then a blade that stretches just in front of her fist so she can use it as like a punch dagger or she can use them to parry attacks um right right so so that that's kind of how she's how she's outfitted and you recognize this from again from the same merfolk tribe that you knew like back in your your little hippie commune um as you are trying to figure out what move to take next, we jump back up to where the the metaphysical conversation has ended as Alan and Southcug are walking down the tunnel out of the Twilight Fox and beginning their planned rescue attempt. Uh, what are you two up to? Getting to that well, yeah. Okay, so you're heading the whole way to the south well and just, just jumping in, basically? Yep. Well, yeah, that's what the that's what okay. they said he was doing, so we're just following. We're back you, up. You make it to the south well without incident? When you get to the south well, um, you see uh, Shale's cloak bundled at the side of it. It's just been like tucked under a bench, um, and you also um, you you see like the little you know some of his other possessions, like a little hat and stuff like that, um, are are kind of set off to the side, and that's what you can see. The well itself is um, I don't know, probably twenty five ish feet across and like super duper deep. And there's a waterfall actively flowing into it from above. So to get into the well, you can dive in with athletics um, or you can um, or I guess you can climb in with athletics like to try and slowly let yourself down or you can dive in with acrobatics and see if you can like tank the landing basically. But you can't see how deep it is because there's an active waterfall flowing into it. So it's kind of blocking your ability to look down how far it goes. Alan will athletic it. Okay, Alan's going to climb down. Zothkug, what are you going to do? Is there anywhere to tie a rope off? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a well. So there's like, you know, the thing with the bucket on it. Um, that rope would probably not be strong enough to hold your weight, but you could certainly tie another rope over that same metal bar at the top of the well. Would the bar hold my weight? Between you and Alan, yes. You're you're pretty confident um, in your, you know, as you investigate the metal. Alan's like, yeah, this should hold something, you know, of your, your size and weight. All right, then I would like to tie a rope and like, Tie rope to that, tie rope to me, okay. and then just like go down. Roll with slate the rope. of hand for your knots. Let's see how well you tie. All right. I'm going to add a die to the tension pool. That brings us to five. We're getting close to rolling. I got a 12. You got a 12. Um, okay. So you tie a knot uh, around your waist. You tie one to the metal bar. And then uh, are you. Oh, we're at six tension. Uh, six die oh, in the tension no. pool. Uh-oh. I'm going to roll the tension pool. Okay. Uh, you. I don't like that. You um, lower yourself in. Alan, roll your athletics. Let's see how your climbing goes. 24. Okay, 24. Alan, you are successfully able to get yourself into the well and you start climbing down. Zothkug, you begin lowering yourself down. You've made it about 10 feet, like just far enough that you can't quite make it back up to the, the bar above you. When another, you hear a set of footsteps walking up to the well and a voice going, Debbie Collins, what, what do you think's going on with this rope? Is someone, is someone climbing into the well right now? Do you think they fell? I hope everyone's okay. And someone runs over to the the well and you see a head appear at the top of it, silhouetted by the kind of moonlit 
um, city above as the, the sun is still coming up, but it's still dark because you're underground and they, they are looking down at you and you're still going to go, what in the name of Gonteus are you doing down there? What, what is this? Uh, su- R- sewage, repelling practice. Su- sewage inspection safety check. <laughs> We're both here for different reasons. Should <laughs> <laughs> you roll persuasion with disadvantage? Wouldn't it be deception? Yeah, that. Sorry, uh, deception with disadvantage. Uh, I can't do any worse than a one, which is what I got on my first roll. I'll can try to confirm that. Hold on, Zoth. What'd you roll? I got a five. <laughs> the one did not confirm, so it's just a it's just a two total. Sewage inspection practice? There ain't no such thing as sewage inspection practice. We don't inspect sewage. It's sewage. It goes into the underdark, and the monsters down there can deal with it. Get back up here. What are you doing? And the the um, deputy reaches in and begins pulling on the rope. Now, he is a dirt folk, and you are an orc. So he's going to have to roll some serious <laughs> athletics to achieve this. But he rolled an 18, so that's going to do it. Um, he begins pulling you with surprising strength for a little mole, dude. He begins reeling you back in. Are you going to do anything? Uh, how far, how deep, like, where does, where's the bottom of the well? Like, how far You can't see the whole way to the bottom. Like, because there's a waterfall, so you're not sure. Kelnor, take the wheel as I untie tie the rope. <laughs> okay. Um, and attempt to dive. Is, like, Alan, is Alan farther below from him or above him? Alan is below him. Okay. If, if... If if Zothkug is gonna start falling, Alan's gonna try to somehow, some way, s- attempt to catch him or like slow his fall or something. Okay, you are literally climbing down the stone wall, so like you're you know it's all crimps. Like your fingers yeah. are just like in the little gaps between stones, trying to climb down there. Um, but you can roll athletics with disadvantage to snatch him right out of the air. Okay, we're going to try this. I got 10. Uh, 10 is not going to do it. He's fall- he's he's an orc, so he's pretty heavy. Um, so you try and snatch him out of the air, but you're not able to. However, you don't lose your grip on the wall. You're able okay, to like catch good. and steady yourself. Alan's going to... Oh, I got Jack bless. Cast bless on you. Go ahead and roll the d4 and add it. Let's see if it's enough. I got a 4, so 14. Yep, a 14's enough. I had set the DC at 13. Thank you, chat. So you <laughs> catch him um like basically by like the scruff of his neck pretty much and like swing go. him into the wall. Zothkug, you have advantage on your athletics check to try and grab hold of the wall and and begin climbing okay. down. I need that advantage. Thank you, Wash. I got a 13. 13 okay you were able to at least get a grip but you're not able to move like the rushing water and and you know the water the stones are slick and you're trying to figure out your way around here and you're basically just like clinging to the wall you're not scared like you can try things but just just climbing you're pretty confident you're gonna fall if you try and keep climbing no um how do you do you want to oh and above you at the top of it the deputy who's like you know he fell backwards on the sudden release of weight on the rope has now pulled himself back up and he's like now get out of there now you it, i i don't i can't have you getting into the city's drinking water come here sheriff we're gonna have to take a look at this and, right after uh, right after he says i can't have you getting into the city's drinking water alan's gonna lean over to zoth and say if you can't climb i think the best bet is to dive directly into the city's drinking alan, water i have a plan just trust me uh 
Okay. Okay, so two things are going to happen, Josh. Okay. While I'm on the wall, I'm going to get out a leaf ready to cast a spell. Okay. And what I want to do is when I can start to see, like, the bottom area, I want to cast Create Water uh, to add to the volume of water at the bottom. How much water does Create Water make? Uh, Ten gallons of clean water. Uh, How I don't much want water you to feel does like create water create? Like if create water could around create water. And, and like, like tried to, tried to be mean to you on this. A ten gallon fish tank is twenty inches that long by ten inches wide. That was the worst way I've ever heard that ever. But that's it's also the best way I could have imagined. Not enough Matt to create any it, so. extra cushioning. That is a first level spell. I could cast it at third level. That would make thirty add gallons of water. Three fish yeah. tanks. Would that be enough? It's enough for you to try. I'll 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 try casting it at third level. Okay. Um, yeah. Chat's like ten gallons is ten jugs of milk, so like thirty gallons of <laughs> or thirty j- milk jugs worth of water uh, is what you're you're gonna try and cast. Okay. Uh, to pull that off, let's see. You, it, so you'll have to basically get your reaction time right. So we're gonna use dexterity for that. Roll a dexterity check to see uh, if your reaction time is good enough to nail the timing. If it's not, I'm gonna roll for complications. Hey, Josh. Hey. I got an 18. Okay, that's your your reaction time is great. Um, so you drop, uh, you cast create water, and I'm going to I'm gonna let you half the fall damage because of create water helping to cushion you, um, which is a big deal. Uh, because you're, I'll let you roll them too. Cause I don't want you to think of okay. numbers. Uh, no, you're good. It's, it's a hundred foot. Well, so there's oh. there, you, you were about 20 feet down with Alan. So that's 80 feet, um, which is eight D six of fall damage. Halved is 46 of fall damage. Oof. All right. You said 46. Yes. No, okay. 40 D six. Yeah. Ah, that's, <laughs> uh, I rolled die. 12. You rolled what? 12 okay you take 12 points of fall damage as you are able to cushion yourself a little bit but like you you know you like bang your head against the wall and you know there's there's a lot happening down there um outland you just hear (laughs) this big splash noise at the bottom of the well above you the deputy goes didn't i just tell you not to get in the drink now you come back up here sir i don't know who you are but you need to come back up here right now alan just yells are you okay zoth uh yeah, not the not the best uh, landing, but I lived. Uh. Alan, from that from that description of how his landing went, he's gonna keep climbing down instead of diving down. He was considering maybe diving down to go faster, but okay, not the best move. The sheriff has now rejoined the deputy at the top of the um at the top of the well, and he's like, "I'll I'll fashion a lasso. We'll get him out of there." And you you hear you know just scuffing sounds at the top of of people doing things. Um, I, Josh, yeah. Would I have gotten a feel for the distance? Like, could I approximate for Alan? Yeah, it's about eighty feet. Okay, I'll Alan. <clears throat> it's about eighty feet down. Ah, thank you. Uh, that that's a good estimate. And so Alan will mentally be like, would Alan know like what a safe distance for him to dive off from would be? Um, I don't know. How much HP do you have? Alan has 35 HP currently. 35 HP. So the average D6, I think, is three. Like, or yeah, I think it's three, not four. So the average D6 damage is three. So safe fall damage for you would be three times. Basically, like three times. So like 120 feet. 
you could fall well, and still live. Well, yeah, he doesn't want to know fall and still live. He wants to know fall and like, like only like only bumps and bruises. Uh, you could pro into water. You could probably do thirty or forty feet and like only okay. bumps and bruises. Alan will get to about like a thirty foot mark and then jump. Okay. Uh, and he's gonna. Can he attempt to like roll acrobatics to like try to like dive basically like to to get a yes. safest? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he can do that. Um, okay, so before he gets there, I'm going to give the sheriff two chances just because you're having to climb slowly down the wall. I'm mm-hmm. going to give him two chances to lasso you. Lasso. His first lasso roll is a 13. What's your AC? Uh, 12. He got me. All right. Uh-oh. The lasso is wrapped around you. Now the dirt folk sheriff has to try and lift the seven foot tall barbarian. Um, and assuming you're resisting, I'll let you use strength to try and pull back on the rope. Strength check or strength saving throw? Strength check. Dang. He Not rolled an 20. 18. Oh, <clears throat> never mind. Alan wants to like, like, okay, I don't know if this is too much to ask, but like snap the rope D-lasso. so he can just like keep going. Like either untie <laughs> the knot or like snap the rope. Alan like temporarily barbarian rages and gnaws through the rope. <laughs> like, just, <Burr. laughs> like tears right through it. Um, okay, that works. Nice. Yep, and you are off the lasso. He'll get one more Hydrate. drop then. Oh shoot, I, I finished my soda earlier. I'm back. I'll be back. We're going to jump back to Fox. Fox, you are on the table um, next to Shale and um east uh or one of the other i mean it's east but you don't know who east is east is in the water ahead of you hiding in some brambles okay shale now um, let's go of your wrist uh, shale um how do we how do we get their attention without causing attention think you can handle that shale says to the small willow wisp or willow well and the the little light goes and then it zooms off into the distance flits around her head twice you see her eyes you know she kind of startled and follows it around and then it flits back to the table she looks up and shale flashes a small mirror at her like just a small it's actually a dagger blade but like a small reflective piece of something with the blue light on the other end um and she silently kind of falls back into the water she's gonna try and swim stealthily over to you and with a nat 20 she'll pull it off um she swims over to you and pulls herself out of the water at the water's edge so her tail is still kind of falling into the water but she is above water um and can communicate with you shale goes let's go and he's gonna climb down and try and do it stealthily okay he rolled an 18 on his stealth to climb down and I rolled a non-net 20. Okay. So you both climb down as stealthily as you're able from the table. You make your way back to the water's edge. And um, she goes, who is who is this one? I'm going to immediately grab her shoulders. And um, I'm like, where's West? Where's you? He, he knows who West. Uh, she, she knows who West. Are you? Are you a dwarf what, what are you i uh, west west she's here she's safe she's safe she's hidden away hang on we can we can go see her um i i will take you to her uh but but first the she wanted me to get you this and she hands a scroll case to shale and he goes never mind the report where's she and he like t- just tucks it away you know in, in uh like a little pouch uh or clips it to his belt or something and is okay um 
Where, where's she? She goes, follow, follow me. Can you both swim? And nod my head. Okay, let's go. And she... Um, at this point, by the way, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to put down the bowling ball. Okay. And strip the excess parts of the, the, the dress that are unnecessary. Sure. And I'm going to sh- change back into a more comfortable human shape. Okay. Uh, I will get more water displacement that More way. hydrodynamic. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, both of them just kind of look at you like, uh, what? Now's not the time. West. We're here for West. West. Well, and, well, okay. Um, and she turns and dives into the water and begins swimming away. You dive into the water, even with Shale's cloak on, the water is very cold um, as you go back in. Uh, roll your constitution save with advantage. If you stay in the water too long, you'll have to roll another one without advantage. You said advantage, right? I did. <laughs> that was your mistake, my good sir, because I just rolled a nat 20. <laughs> oh, yeah. a natural 20. Uh, oh. Very well. Um, then I won't make you roll with disadvantage because of the cloak being around you when you try to swim. Um, so you are able to swim in the water and you stay pretty warm. Uh, you do still have to roll stealth to see how quietly you do that. Uh, my good sir. How would you even bother asking when I roll a 23? Oh, I was really expecting you to be like, when I rolled a four. (laughs) Okay, so you very stealthily follow her to the hallway that you had seen like off in the distance. And now with your superior dark vision and everything, you know, it takes you about 20 minutes to get over there, but you're able to cover the distance and you can now see that it is a, this is like a really well carved hallway. Um, The rock is hewn really smoothly and stretches out into the distance. And at the end of the hallway, which is about 100 feet away from you, you can see like a big table with some people sitting around it. Um, East says to you, this is some kind of um, conference room or or control uh, center for the the army they're building. Um, it, It needs to be. There's a lot to unpack here. Um, anyway, they are they have to use water to cool the machine process, and um, West is hiding in that water flow. Uh, so so come this way. And she, instead of actually going into the hallway, dives down, and you can feel uh, almost as if without her, you'd have had to detect this in the water currents. A slight change in the way that the water current is working, where it's pulling downwards. Um, you're going to need to roll. Uh, athletics to dive after her. Is a 13 good enough? A 13 is how many minutes you have until you run out of air. Um, You follow her underwater and she leads you into a tunnel. Holy crap, he holds his breath really good. Sorry, that's crazy. That is pretty insane. Dang, you're right. I probably shouldn't have gone that long, but well, you, I did, and now it's it. canon. Yep, it <laughs> that's real now. It's a change. World record thing. He changes holder. his lungs well, to be really, really big. You gotta remember, I also grew up with mermaids. You know, so I, you learn tricks. I think the world record is like tricks. seven or eight minutes, isn't it? Anyway, yeah, uh, you, you learn tricks. <laughs> yeah, you learn some tricks. Uh, you use some of your tricks for thirteen minutes to follow the merfolk down. Um, shale also swimming beside you and after about nine minutes you 
of, of swimming down this like narrow kind of tunnel open way thing. Um, you find yourself at a bend in the tunnel where there's a pocket of air, like the water switches back on itself and you're able to surface and catch your breath. And in that spot, there is a merfolk who you recognize. It is your friend Willow. Um, she is dressed in the same kind of copper armor, the mesh armor thing. But when she sees you, her eyes go wide and she goes, no, 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 I didn't want, I didn't want you to be, what, how are you, he- you're supposed to. I'm immediately to- hugging. I'm a hugging. Okay. He's I'm a hugging. And in that sweet, tender moment, we jump back to uh, the well where Zothkug and um, Alan are trying to make their descent. Um, Alan, nobody has successfully lassoed you, so you may go ahead and make your um, acrobatics check to try and dive with no fall damage. The last, is it 40 or 30 feet? 30 feet is what I was saying. 30 feet. Great. You may dive the last 30 feet, and if your um, acrobatics check is higher than a 14, then you can do it without any fall damage. I got exactly a 14. Oh, sorry, man. Um, Dang. So you're going to take five points of fall damage. Oh, darny. As you, you know, you, you make the dive, but you didn't realize like exactly how deep it would be at the end. And so you end up kind of like bruising your shoulder as you bounce off the bottom of the well. Gotcha. Um, but you Is surface. Including and, my added water? Uh, yeah, including your added water. In fact, that throws okay. off his calculate. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, um, exactly. You, you make it to the bottom of the well. Uh, you now realize that the bottom of the well, I mean, it stretches deeper below you, but there's like a ring of stone around it. Zothkug is already standing on there. As you pull yourself up, you realize that this tunnel kind of extends to the south of you. Um, crouching in front of you on the, the lip of stone, um, looking down the tunnel, trying to figure out where to go, is Shale. He turns around and looks back at you and he goes, oh, you made it. Uh, okay, well, we can do this together, I guess. I didn't expect you to get my message so quickly. And on that note, tonight's Dungeons & Dragons session comes to a close. Someone's being lied to. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Wing Badger Tavern. If you want to join us live and influence the adventure, you can join us Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern or 7 p.m. Central. Those are new times, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central over at twitch.tv slash wingbadgergaming. From all of us here at the Tavern, have a great week.